I said to somebody the other day, content strategy is basically just it's like a business plan. I hear the term noise a lot when you, you know, people say, yes, content, but noise. And the answer to that really is looking at your values and looking at what you really stand for and finding voices within your community of relevance that can support that message and can kind of echo it back and talk about their own life experiences and how you and your service or product has affected them and those life those life experiences creating content and creating a, a story around it that's relevant um, that impacts you much more than just you know content for content's sake or telling me about the product or service Gotcha. Oh, so good morning, guys. Morning, James. Morning, you. It's so good to speak with both of y'all again today for our second episode of the podcast. Um, and we're going to be talking today about stakeholder storytelling and content strategy. Doesn't that sound exciting? Yeah, well, it does if you work in the, in the field we work in. <laughs> According to Market Muse, I'm going to give you the, the strict definition from them. Content strategy is the ongoing process of transforming business objectives and goals into a plan that uses content as a primary means of achieving those goals. That's pretty wordy, right? So, yeah. so in your words, what is content strategy to you? I wanted to firstly is take issue with that definition you read there because they used the, the they used the term they were defining in the definition, which is like, you know, the number one rule don't do, but I'm just right, kidding. Right. But um, we have to accept that the way we engage is, as people um, is different than the, the way we used to engage. Um, we, we, went, we went through a phase where we were struggling, people were adapting to the idea of, we just need to create content. We need to constantly have new stuff coming uh, to work with the algorithms. And I think yeah. we've moved to the next step now where, okay, we, we established, we understand the importance of content. And now it comes back to, to sort of becoming more sophisticated yeah. and saying, okay, it's not just about making sure I have something to post. It's about yeah. understanding what I'm going to post towards yes. what end and a, a, a sort of a business plan, as James had mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. which I think he stole from Miranda. Um, <laughs> but but having that that sort of business plan of of these things being uh, this content engaging with the with the public in a certain way, in a certain yeah, um, exactly with, with a strategic end in mind. The reason why we're we're still having this conversation now, why it's still important now, it's because. It's 2021 and people are still doing content for content's sake. And you can see it every, you know, people just posting, well, it's Monday. What's my Monday meme? That's right. totally not the point. That's not what we're about. That's not what we're doing. We're about, you know, we might spend a little bit longer trying to identify, you know, who are the stakeholders um, and what can they bring to your story? Because we think that the results are... Uh, far far more impressive the content is a funnel you know we, that's the thing is it's just the first step in this huge funnel you know catch everybody entertain everybody try to get everyone's attention but it, it very quickly narrows down um to be oh well that was fun i've, I've been entertained but you know this is not affecting me in any way it's not impacting me so you know i might engage with it but what is the point for the brand what's the point six months later, you know, when they still haven't figured out what their values are and who they really want to talk to. So that's really why we focus so much on stakeholder stories and we're doing it for engagement in the community. So it was very specific, even, even down in the, to the name of this podcast and what we were trying to um, state. It's about the stakeholders and it's about getting them involved as much as possible. Yeah. 
Well, and it sounds to me like there's a lot of trust that you're building and a relationship with your audience. I actually audience. was just going to say that. I was going to yeah. say that that's such an important thing too, I think, because you, you have this swarm of information now and you have this, you know, a, a huge market. It's a global market now. It truly is. Um, that there's, there's so much coming at you that how do you distinguish one from the next? And I could tell you I'm the greatest business and James could tell you he's the greatest business. And, and who do you believe? And this is why it's better to get that information from the, 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 the mouth of the customers, the mouth of the community, the, the people peripheral. Um, it's, it's, it's references. It's, it's those testimonials are, are, are references. Um, and what you, when you, you, know, you look at a job interview or whatever, what those references are about is character. Because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that, that in, in a number of cases, what makes the difference between two companies, it's this hairline difference. Um, and so character and, and the idea of long-term, uh, building longer-term relationships, we also think more holistically now. And so the idea of how, how does doing business with this company impact? How does it impact on my community? How does it impact on, on the economy? How does it impact on the things that, that are important to me? Um, I think we live like that more now. And I think that that has become yeah. a more important thing. You know, what, what are the repercussions? What are, the, what are those ripples to, to, to my actions, to me doing things. And I'm not yeah. saying it, it doesn't dominate everything, but people want to know and, yeah. and they can make that informed decision. And I think the stakeholder storytelling, it really is a head above is because it, it's, it's uh, that trust factor that you were just mentioning and uh, yeah. th- that idea of, of, you know, hearing from a, a, a third hand or second hand or third hand source um, as to what the real life experience is, you know, mm. what, what, what is the reality of it? Because yeah. we, we, you know, we, we hear all these amazing things about a company, and then when you try to deal with their customer service or something like that, it, it, it's so when you when you have a personality to go with it, it's like we kind of know. Okay, I get a sense of how these people operate. It's not just yeah. about what they offer; it is about that too. Yeah, you said something interesting. You you mentioned the call the call center or the support call, right? When you call and you get terrible service or whatever, um, I think that's you know, it's worth mentioning because what you're doing when you do advertising is you're raising people's expectations. So you literally have a car ad or whatever, you know, someone's biting into this burger or they're driving a car or whatever. They're, and the, the voiceover is like, you know, I mean, they, they write these things, the most emotional language, you know, this is without saying the best, you, you know that this is the best. Okay, so when you, when you buy the car, you have to call up to get, you know, something repaired or whatever, and it's not the best. It's, it's, it's a complete 180 degree experience based on what they told you. Um, so if you didn't tell that lie in the first place, um, and do all of that hard selling, you might actually be in a better situation, you know, because someone coming in to fix something in their vehicle or making a complaint, that's actually a good thing. That's actually the beginning of a relationship. That's not, you know, oh, well, we sold, we did the advertising. We, 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 we told the lie. We got everyone to believe it. We sold the vehicle or whatever. And now we're good. Um, that's the worst way to do business because now someone else is going to come in and have a relationship with that customer. And that relationship, if they're smart and they know how to do content, um, that relationship will begin way before they make that purchase just because you will have started to appear in content that's relevant to them with the right message to them. Um, and you know, so you're starting to have that conversation with them that might be about the values of, of the safety of the vehicle and how it's impacted people like you. And that's a completely different uh, proposition now. And if I buy that car and there's something wrong with it when I take it back, I haven't been, you know, I haven't gone down this road of like, oh, man, I feel, I feel a bit like a fool, you know, for, 
believing the lie in the first place and now when i go to have that support experience maybe I, maybe I've, I've got an attitude or whatever so yeah. content fixes everything <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting difference right because you talk about the the commercial and the truth of the matter is that's an advertising company coming up with something Let's come up with an idea and sell an idea as opposed yeah. to when you look at, at, at something like stakeholder storytelling, it's like you wanna you wanna tell people about your business, come as you are and yeah. let's let's discuss it, you know, and let let, let people meet you. So it's it's sort yeah. of a, a slightly more honest introduction, not not wanting to knock what anybody else is doing, but it, it is sort of a, a, a slightly more honest introduction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you said it a little while ago and I wanted to jump on it then, but I think we jumped on like five things between that point and this point but it was that you were you had to ask a series of questions and you said you go out into the community and you find the, the right people and you start to ask the questions and that there is the process it's not you know i don't want people to think that you know content strategy for us um it is for some people but i don't want people to think that for us it means you know going in a room you know maybe with me, me and you and Miranda, we, we're going to strategize, right? Don't tell anybody what it is. It all comes from the questions that you ask. What is the most powerful stuff that comes out of that and how um, how it develops a context for the brand or the product or the service, of, the service that we're talking about? Um, that's in the editing. That's where we start to pull out what we want or whatever. But it's totally led by people's you know emotions and responses and their needs. Well, and it sounds both of you have mentioned community and community engagement, and it sounds like that's always part of that process. But it, and so I was going to ask is there like a template you start with, or is there a process, or is it just all organically coming through? Well, I think there is a, definitely a process um, that James has sort of developed. Um, but within that process, there's a lot of organic elements because you are, as he said, you, we, we, we don't go out force-fitting words into people's mouths, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And so as a result, you have to be open to responding to what people are going to say. And you have, to, you have to, to, to find the opportunities, look for the opportunities, you know what I mean? Um, so that, that has to be organic because when you go, um, you know, in terms of the, the I think in terms of, of capturing visuals, um, you know, going to a location, yes, we can have a sense of what we're going to get, but even within that, there's a certain free uh, free flow to it. Um, you know, I think we can. There's enough of a process that we can go into a situation saying that we know we know we can get what the customer wants. Mm-hmm. One of the great things I think is that sometimes it it you 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 get something else completely that you didn't expect, and then you 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 can also be open to to sort of pivot. You know. Yeah. Um, because you get something great that you didn't really, you know, that you you didn't really expect. Um, so it, it kind of creates the environment for those lucky opportunities. Yeah. Um, but I, like I say, I think there's enough of a process for it to be, for us to be able to go into a situation knowing that, yeah, okay, we know, like, uh, you know, in terms of the initial research, the initial um, decisions on who you're going to speak to, um, you know, we don't tend to prep people. Mm. So the idea that that uh, but but we do tend to have an idea that the reason we're going to them is because they had an experience. You yeah, know? yeah. It's a bit of a technique that we use when we get in the field when we're there setting up or whatever. People people are usually very keen to tell you their story, um, <laughs> and we kind of we kind of push back a little bit and we ask them random questions like the weather and stuff because, um, as Hugh says, you don't want to prep them too much and you don't want them to have this practice run on on their feelings. 
because mm -hmm. what happens is the second run has no feeling in it. It, it. It's the same exact information, but absolutely devoid of that, you know, first time, what we call the discovery. And we're always mm -hmm. talking about discovery. You know, you discover something and you share it, you know, much more likely to share something that you've discovered. You know, that's, that's something that we, we try to get our clients to understand, um, to appreciate that organic process, to appreciate how important it is to discover stuff when we're there um, and not to uh, write the questions. Some people write, you know, they write the questions beforehand, they send them to the, to the interview subjects that they're going to talk to. And they also include like, we'd like you to answer the following, you know, <laughs> sort of like, as you said, you literally it. tell them. <laughs> literally tell them what to say. And I feel like, you know, well, if you're going to go to that effort, then let's make it really short and punchy and put it on a teleprompter and everybody just read what it, what's there. Um, that's right. the way to do it as well. So, right. Yeah. Well, when it does flow organically, I remember it, when we were planning out interviews for filming The Edge and you mm -hmm. were in South Carolina and we sort of set up the people we thought it would be great to talk to, but we had no idea yeah. what they were going to say. And so yeah. then when I think it was Caroline came in with something in her interview that tied the whole thing together and you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. when that happens, I mean, yep. I get chills just thinking about it. So yeah. it's, and in that's fact, an awesome thing. In fact, we've had a few good experiences working with ad agencies um, who sometimes we'll get a script and it's got all of that. It's got, you know, or it's, or it's maybe it's a, maybe it's even more scripted. It's a 60 second TV commercial and we know, you know, what we're, what we're talking about. Um, but the agency will write the script and, and then at the bottom they'll say, don't use this. Please come back with, you know, what the people actually, actually feel like. And I feel like, well, that's, that's at least a bit of an evolution in the right direction, you know. And, uh, right. We've had, we've had a few experiences like that. Why do you see video as being so important? I think, well, it's the most real one we have. And people, people freak out about video. Um, and I'm freaking out thinking about what's the next thing. Because, yeah, if you walked into a room full of holographic people, you know, and having a conversation with them, that would be even more engaging, right? Um, but the fact is, video is the, it is the best we've got right now. Um, and it's not, it's, it's because it's not just video. When you watch video, you know, it's, you're hearing, you're hearing a conversation, you're hearing ambient noise or ambient sound. that's also, you know, telling its own story. You're seeing these cutaways while someone's voice is there. That's, that's their own thing. Um, there might be graphics on the screen, you know, um, salient points, you know, to drive things home that, that weren't even said in the dialogue. So you have this, um, whole feature set this whole you know as an artist or as a creator um, video is where you want to be if you are a control freak or you like to you know you like to try lots of different things um, for me it's about having the you want the, the end result to be the most powerful while you're going to want to control the dialogue and the sound and the light and the color and the, you know the whole experience for people yeah so that's, that's why I think video is so powerful. Are there any audience questions from our last episode? A lot of people want to know what the process looks like um, because they, they hear content strategy, they hear video storytelling, they hear what it can do, they see the product and they get scared because they see their face on it. Um, and that's usually like a huge uh, roadblock to getting involved because people get, you know, people are nervous about themselves. Um, and they 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 want to know what is the process? How 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 do you get these moms and teachers and doctors and nurses and just whoever to go on camera and appear to be so comfortable and just doing their thing? When every time I try to go on camera and I've, even me, because you know I'm going to say even me, um, 
it's extremely difficult and you make all these mistakes and you say um a lot and you know that stuff so that's what we have a process that makes them feel super comfortable you know focuses more on their journey rather than specific questions you know like it's not a quiz and you know use a lot of really rich visual material to cover up themselves uh, mm. at the end of the day that's you know just put it in plain english where we're covering up themselves so they don't have to see their face all the time and it makes it more interesting for everybody else as well um and at the end of it they're like oh wow this is i'm it's super in my comfort zone here because you've seen and shown everyone what it's actually like uh, i don't feel like i was you know the, the center of everyone's attention for too long um and it works it just works really well for them so that's that's the that's what we get asked most is what is the process how do we, how do you get from you know agreeing to do this to the end result without having a nervous breakdown <laughs> <laughs> we make it a, a a fun process and the idea that that there's no correct answer you're not going to get it wrong because there's no right yeah. answer the right answer is just the truth what 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 was your experience what do you feel what do you think so it's not about um you know it's not about getting it it's not a quiz as james was saying and i think part of the, the thing that makes it interesting and that makes it uh, somewhat different as well is it because it's an organic process we are engaged in what is happening is fresh and new that discovery that james talked about we are engaged in it more than perhaps if we had a script and we were like we'll run with that we'll roll the camera but we'll be asleep in our mind counting sheep um we're paying attention because we are trying to discover along with them that organic part of it i actually think to me for me that's one of the exciting things about the job that reminds me if folks are listening and want to ask a specific question about content marketing strategy or anything else, you can email us at podcast at theartofstorytelling.com and we'll be more than happy to answer as best we can. And be sure to subscribe because in the next few episodes, we're going to be exploring the content gathering process. Also, what it looks like when a simple video evolves into a full indie film release and the launch of AOS Films. Plus, we have big news about the next version of the AOS Content Cloud app. You can learn about all of that at theartofstorytelling.com. Until then, I'm Julianne Neal. Keep telling the stories that matter.